Stand clear of the closing doors, please. What's up, locals? It's Mike and Kenzie coming to you live from Truckee, California. In this episode, your favorite locals become tourists in Canada. Buckle up, bitches. And don't forget your passport. back in Truckee and it is nuking outside right now. I just looked up Tahoe Donner's uh, snowfall and they've received about 531 inches of snow. 531? Yes. You're serious? 100%. So are you sure it's not 700? Because if we're measuring from the base, it's probably you can squeeze in like another 100, 150 on that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, all guys measure inches is like a little differently. Oh my That's why. god! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, we got back from Banff on Monday, and it was a crazy four-day trip. Would you say so? It was just really fast. Like we definitely planned that a little bit last minute. Like we planned it a month ago, mm-hmm. and we found really good deals on our credit cards. So shout out to Chase Sapphire. I had 100,000 points, and I've already gone on four trips using my points, so definitely rack up those points when you when you get your credit card. But Banff was super fun. I was really worried because we were coming from Truckee and coming from a place where it's already snowing, freezing. You would think that we would want to go to someplace tropical warm, and so I was worried that when we were there, I was going to be like, why Why did we book this trip? Like, w- why didn't we go somewhere warm? Well, we definitely wanted to take advantage of our Icon Passes. Because right. Sunshine and Lake Louise are both on that. Yep. And it made sense. So we wanted to snowboard on other mountains. And I think it was the weekend prior. We were supposed to leave on like Tuesday or Wednesday to the Bay Area to stay at your parents' house and then catch a flight Thursday morning out of SFO. And we were looking at the weather report, and it was like, holy shit, we're due for like five to seven feet of snow starting on Sunday. And it was Mm -hmm. like Sunday morning. And so it turned into this big ordeal of like, pack your shit, we need to go now. Yeah, and thank goodness my work was okay with me leaving early and working remotely. Like that, that really was perfect timing. It was a blessing. We were able to go down to the Bay Area, um, stay with my parents, and just kind of relax (laughs) before our trip. We really did. It was awesome. It was way less stress just getting down there early because we were watching some of the live cams of Tahoe while we were down there. It was nuking more than it is now. Like when we got back, it was unrecognizable. There was so many feet of snow. It's the most snow I've ever seen in my life. And just snow everywhere, like legit everywhere. Like even just looking outside our window right now, the parking lot is a mess. Like I am, I am so happy and thankful we did not stay here during that storm. Like, although I do think it would have been cool to be like, yeah, we we lived through that storm. We did not live through that storm. It's, it feels like a once in a century type storm. The way that it was two storms. It. Yeah, it was two storms yeah, it was, back it to was back. It was a sandwich of like, oh, you think you're done? 
and then it just comes back for more. And we got to miss that. Thankfully, just come back, missed a lot of shoveling. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of shoveling when we got back, but far less than what we'd have to do if we stayed. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's what I was worried about is just coming from a snow mountain town, just freezing cold outside, wanting to be warm. But it actually was a completely different environment being in Banff than it is in Truckee. Like I was pleasantly surprised and I feel like I completely shut off from work. Like I was able to just be present mm-hmm. and enjoy where we were. And it was, it was just awesome. Like it was beautiful. That was my first time to Canada, which <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about getting off of um, like our connecting flight. So in Vancouver, we went from SFO to Vancouver, Vancouver to uh, Calgary and Vancouver, Canada, not Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. And stepping off the plane coming into Vancouver, we immediately walk into this exhibit of Native <laughs> Canadian history. <laughs> or what, what would it's not Native American, it's, it's Native. <laughs> it's Canadian Indigenous people, it's their tribes. Yeah. But it was like an exhibit, and I was wowed. Like it, because I didn't really research can like my extent of knowledge for Canada came from South Park. Mm-hmm. Like that is all that I know. <laughs> so when I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is Canada. Mm-hmm. And you know, the birds were chirping. Like I didn't know if those were real birds or if those were like birds on a speaker. Like I was just wowed by that exhibit. That was the first thing that I saw coming into believable. the airport. Yeah. Very believable. But if you looked up, cause it was vaulted ceilings and it was like, where the fuck are these birds? Like it's so <laughs> tall. There could be birds in here, but it's, it's a little cold outside for them to be chirping this loud. Right. <laughs> and the more you're walking around, like, okay, I see speakers, I see brush, but I don't see any birds and there's no bird shed anywhere. <laughs> That was a give. That was a big giveaway. Yeah, but it got me excited for Canada. Let me tell you, just walking through that exhibit, I was like, "Wow! Like we're in Canada." <laughs> well, it was it was really funny because you didn't realize like how much they lean into the tribal aspect and how much it matters to them. Right. And I don't think a lot of people know much about Canadian history. Like we think about the white people that are there. So there's three different colonists, right? There's English, French, and then the Dutch. I'm saying that with a question mark. Because of Newfoundland. I think that was settled by the Dutch. But when British colonies came over, that's where you get British Columbia. You get English-speaking folks. The French, when they settled, they took a lot of like fur trade and fur trapping. Mm-hmm. And so that's why there's so much French spoken throughout Canada. Yeah, that was mind-blowing to me. I mean, again, my extent of Canada was South Park. Yeah. So I just want to repeat that because <laughs> uh, it's not very accurate. <laughs> well, A lot of people think that the U.S. treated natives poorly, which we did, but Canada was far worse. And so they're far more apologetic, and that's why they put so much of that imagery into their culture now. They're trying to, like, it's almost like social reparations without the money aspect. Like, we'll just include you in in what we do. And it's a little weird. It's very in your face. Like, I don't think. Well, it's weird because you don't see any natives walking around. Right. It's all white people. It it was definitely very in your face when, when you walked in. I mean, it's the exhibit. The exhibit itself was... um, We're sorry. Yeah, (laughs) it was pretty exciting. But um, that got me pretty pumped. And then the flight into Calgary, that, oh my gosh, I just hate flying. Like, I just, overall, I hate flying. I feel like that flight was, I thought I was going to die. I thought that was my... You describe an unsafe flight as mild turbulence. 
I, I just describe, hate turbulence. I describe an unsafe flight as not landing. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Any Anytime there's the smallest amount of turbulence, you're like, the flight was terrible. Can the can the pilot just not fly through that? Like, do they not know how to drive? I mean, it was turbulence. The entire descent that we had mm-hmm. coming into Calgary, Calgary was, was, yeah. was turbulence. Like, I just, I was like, are we even going to land? I don't know. That, I just, I, I really don't like flying in the flat. The fact that we had connecting flights, there's four flights on for that trip, and it was just too much for me. Two there, two back. Yeah. And speaking of multiple flights with Air Canada... We're going to burn a bridge before we ever have one and lose sponsorship potential. Fuck Air Canada. They lost our snowboard bags the moment we touched down in Calgary. They didn't load them on the plane, which they reassured us at the gate. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Air Canada just sucks. It happens so frequently that they just asked which hotel we were at and they would send it in a car because multiple people's boards got lost. Yeah, the guy like when or the what, what is he called? The guy where you go and tell the him baggageman. Yeah, the baggage. I don't know. The lost baggage guy. Yeah. When I went up to him, it's like he already knew what I was gonna say, well, and there was a line of people. Yeah. You're pissed. Yeah, he already knew that the bags were lost, and he was like, you know, well, I think it's gonna come on the next flight, and I'm like, he's like, the flight already landed, you know, maybe just just check for just hang for like yeah, 30 just, minutes, just hang out for a little bit. Well, we hang out for a lot of it. It was like an hour and a half of us waiting for, yeah, yeah, waiting for our bags and they never arrived. And so he's like, well, we already had a bus take bags to your hotel, like to the hotel that you're going to in Banff this morning. Um, They'll be arriving by like one to 4 Mm a.m. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is just normal. I, I got an email at like three in the morning, their time, the night of, and it was like, oh yeah. Boards are here. And I went down at 8, picked up our boards. We were ready to go. So expect if you fly Air Canada that your bags may be lost. But they remedied it quickly. Thankfully, that did not ruin our trip because we were there to snowboard. That was a a major highlight of being in Banff. Yeah. (laughs) And without that, I would have been thoroughly upset. Yeah. Well, we would have probably just bought all new gear. Yeah. No, we would have rented. I wouldn't have bought. I'm too cheap. And get reimbursed from Air Canada. That could be, I mean. We learned that, though. We We learned that after the fact. So one of the people staying at our hotel who was right next door to us also lost all their shit through Air Canada. And they happened to read the fine print and realized, oh, you can go buy all new stuff and you get reimbursed and you get your stuff as well. Yeah, so it's basically just sick. getting free gear, Ugh. quote unquote free. You're still spending money. Gosh, that would have been so nice. Just all new gear. Oh, I would have went balls to the wall. Like I would have. I would have went the most expensive. I'm getting shit. a brand new split board set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have bindings you have. I want the step ins. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that that would have that would have been nice. But yeah, anyway, we so once we actually got settled, um, that first night was really fun. Like it was a blast. We got to explore downtown. I had the best sushi of my life in Canada. Oh my gosh, that sushi. If you okay, so if you ever go to Banff, you go and you're staying in downtown. Hello Sunshine Sushi. That place is the bomb. Their drinks, amazing. Their food, amazing. They do some kind of goofy, like, modern take. It's Canadian and American-style sushi, which don't buy into. Just get the regular sushi. It's fucking delicious. Like, they had some kind of weird... It was like a hamburger gyoza with a Russian sauce. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to our server about that. And he's like, well, do you like hamburgers? And it was like... (laughs) Yeah, but I don't want that at sushi. Like, right. What else do we have? And so we got some kind of like pork bowl style. 
All of it was amazing, though. Was Our sushi, the appetizer, amazing. the cocktails. Mind you, we did have a couple cocktails at the Fairmont before that. Ooh, let's talk about the Fairmont. The Fairmont? Whew. Oh, my gosh. I mean, another – I didn't even know that was on my bucket list, and it became on my bucket list when we were there. It became a place for us to go back to Banff and stay at. Oh, for sure. Well, it also was – a place that we went to multiple times <laughs> when we were there. The drinks were amazing. It's a fucking castle, okay? It's a legit castle. I, I looked online. It did not really resemble a castle. It looked like a really nice hotel. Their photos, whoever's doing marketing for the Fairmont needs a better marketing person because their photos do not the, do it justice. For the Banff. For yeah. the I don't know Fairmont, about Lake Louise, yeah. but Fairmont, Banff, hire somebody new, maybe Kenzie, because <laughs> their photos, I literally thought it was just a nice hotel. No, it is a castle. Like a real castle that they built for tourists. So when we went to the Fairmont in Banff, I was blown away. I also felt underdressed. That was like one of the very first things was, I don't belong here. I do not have the money to belong here. But they were really nice when we walked in. Like the oh, yeah. moment that you walk through that spinning door and then mm -hmm. you go into the lobby. And the lobby, it just it looks like it just goes on forever. But we were trying to find just a bar to go to. And it was more than just a bar. It was like going into Beauty and the Beast Castle. And I want to say the word like enchantment. It was, enchan it was enchanting. It was enchanting. Luxurious. <laughs> it was just amazing. Splendor. <laughs> yeah, it was It was really beautiful. But we, uh, we go to, oh, what was that bar called? The Rundle Bar. So we walk in there. And I was just amazed. And it was really funny. So there is a museum um, about the history of the Fairmont. I'm going to be honest. I We did not walk into that museum. And we did not read a single thing about the Fairmont. I was to care. Yeah. It was, we were already um, on a buzz, on a, on a little high, if you will. A little saucy. And um, But I did look up after, like, history of the Fairmont, Banff Springs Hotel. And one of the first things that... <laughs> which I thought was really funny, but it says um, the Fairmont Banff Springs has been a shining example of Canadian hospitality from its inception. And the moment that I read that, I was like, I was just thinking about my experience of the Canadian hospitality that I had at that Rundle bar and the bartender stole money from me. He did not. I'll, I'll explain it. You traded seven U.S. dollars for seven Canadian dollars. He gained... 25% in that transaction. He stole money from me. <laughs> he definitely took advantage of you being a little ignorant. A little buzzed. Yeah, but at the same time, the exchange rate, somebody was going to charge 10 to 15% on top of that. It was all about the ease. You know, he's brokering that deal for you to have some Canada dollars. So anyway, I just thought it was really funny that that's it. it the hotel was supposed to also exemplify the Canadian hospitality, which Canadian hospitality is awesome. They're super friendly people. They There was a drunk guy that you ran into, or he ran into us. Something happened. We, we bumped shoulders, and I said, oh, sorry, bud. And he's like, oh, geez, I'm the sorry one. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up. But that hotel, I need to stay there. It is beautiful. Walking around it was just so I mean, fun. there's so many secret passageways and doorways. I mean, the the one that we found was um, this bookcase. It was all fake books, though. Like, I really wish that they had real books in there, but it was all it was all fake books. And but you open it and it goes into this completely other room. It's almost it's a like lounge. a it's a lounge slash you know slash restaurant type of thing. 
and the views just from that little bar lounge are amazing like everywhere you go it's just it's just incredible like the rooms there are are just like so well thought out and the architecture of it all is just really impressive it's beautiful it's a work of art yeah one of the things that i was thinking about while we were at the rundle bar they have this hidden bookcase they've got a secret lounge behind it that's not really a secret but it's meant to act like one while we were there and i was a little drunk i was craving a cigarette mainly a cigar not a cigarette but just some form of nicotine i was thinking back to like the 80s or the 70s when you could smoke inside there how cool that had to be to like oh let me go get a little glen meringue over ice take that in the back room with a cigar just puff hang out with my lady after a long day of skiing Oh my gosh, that would have been just enchanting. I mean, that itself would have been a vibe, but But that's nostalgic. And I have never lived during that time. No, it sounded cool. I have to say, like, the people that were staying there, I mean, they definitely looked very classy, very um, posh, posh, if you will. So I wouldn't say that we are the posh kind. Like, we're we're the types that are going to be wearing our robes and running around the hotel looking looking and peeking down hallways and going what's going on in this ballroom yeah exactly Which we were doing in our bibs right so. <laughs> um but no that fairmont hotel if you ever go to banff that is a must see must do go to the rundle bar order espresso martini drink of or choice at the rundle bar for me get a wisdom okay it is amazing i had to take a picture of the ingredients because it was so good i need to make it here yeah, yep. the wisdom had a cool little glass with it too. It was just with eucalyptus awesome. bitters. Ooh. Yeah. Who who the fuck carries eucalyptus bitters at their bar, other than the Rendell Bar? <laughs> Sponsor us. Uh, yeah. That the drinks were just amazing. The drinks everywhere were amazing though. Like every place that we went to, had the best cocktails. Had really good food. Like I was impressed with every single place, except for actually there was that pub that we went into. I wasn't. I didn't love that pub. There were three places that I was not crazy about when it came to drinks. Number one, Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> the crown and ginger that we were sipping on was great to get up and get out quickly. But just that little Chili's bar. And just a, a background. We did not actively just go to Chili's. Chili's was in our hotel. It was the Fox Hotel that we stayed at. And the Fox Hotel is sick. It has a really cool little hot tub. Um, like a cavern-themed hot tub. Yeah. It's like a cave. It's really neat. It's it's really cool, really fun, especially for a ski au pre moment. It was, it was really good. But they do have a Chili's inside of that hotel. And it was actually a nice Chili's. Like, it, <laughs> it was of a nice... Of all the Chili's <laughs> I've been to, it is, it is on the nicer side of Chili's. But <laughs> have you noticed when we were in Canada, there are a lot of Chili's. Yeah. Like, not any other American chain other than Starbucks that I noticed, but Chili's. Yeah, that is weird. If I, I don't know why that would be. There were like three in Banff. Yeah. And then a couple, there were a couple in the airport. There were multiple Chili's. Didn't we have Chili's after? Yes, I had a mimosa and some Southwestern egg rolls. <laughs> I saw Burt Kreischer on our way out from Calgary, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we had some moments at Chili's, but... <laughs> that's really what this podcast is about is just great moments at Chili's yeah so let's talk a little bit about just like a day-by-day overview of what your experience was and what your favorite moments were on our trip oh okay well let me just preface this Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make out Banff 
our trip to Banff to be all sunshines and rainbows because it definitely was not all sunshine. There were some cloudy days. It was freaking, it was more than just cloudy. And by the way, I don't know what's going on with Canada's weather system, but it is, it's not accurate. It's not reflective of what is actually going on during the day. It said it was supposed to be cloudy, just cloudy, nothing else. I mean, obviously it was supposed to be like freezing temperatures. Like it definitely was in the negatives at one point. However, it was not supposed to snow. It was not supposed to blizzard. And I also didn't see any bluebird days on there. Both happened. So the first day that we were there, it was a freaking blizzard. Zero visibility. And we were going to Sunshine Ski Resort. Sunshine Village. Yeah. Sunshine Village. And it, apparently it's like a super rad ski resort. Like, you know, a must. It's almost like a touristy place to go, well, you know. The longest gondola ride I've ever been on, like getting up from Mid Mountain, they have a Mid Mountain station, and it's a hard ninety degree turn, and yeah. it keeps going up. Yeah, it was it's a so really steep. long gondola ride, and the entire time I'm just looking outside and seeing nothing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what am I about to get into? I also normally don't wear like a ton of layers, like even in Tahoe when I'm snowboarding, like I don't. You don't ride on storm days. I don't I don't ride on storm days. Like I don't choose to go out when it's zero visibility. I live in Tahoe, so I'm going to wait for those beautiful days where I can go. That's a Tuesday afternoon local luxury. Yeah, except for I don't even get those t- Tuesday afternoon local. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All that to say, it was it was cold, it was zero visibility, and we still decided to go. I'm really proud of us for still going. But the first run, I was like, oh shit. Like it was pretty chilly. It, it was windy as fuck. It was windy. You still can't see. And I was just cold. I, I mean, I felt like how I felt when I was, you know, six, seven years old. You're all bundled up because, you know, that's not mom, why. There's a reason why you felt like you were six or seven. No, and I will I'm getting I'm getting okay. to that point. But I'm just saying before I was already getting to that mindset because I'm cold. And when I'm cold, I, I start to get angry. I start to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to be there. It just it ruins my mindset. Right. And so and again, I didn't totally come prepared with all the layers and the right, you know, stuff to wear to be warm. But anyway, so this is our third run. So we've already taken two runs and we're on our third run. On our third run, it is no visibility. Like, like actually, like negative five visibility. It's already. When we were going up. You could probably see 15, 20 feet in front of you. By our third run, you could not see five to 10 feet in front of you. You could not see anything. And I decided to follow you. <laughs> I'll give you some background, though. We were going down these green runs that flattened out. My board was improperly waxed and grabbing onto everything that was sticky. So I would flatten out and have to scoot. I'd have to do the scoot of shame. It was pissing me off. So I was like, oh, there's this little blue run here, and it looks kind of steep. Mind you, you can't really see too well, but it looks steep. I The moment that you went there, I was like, oh, Oops. no. I was like, I almost just went forward, but I didn't want to lose you because I didn't know the resort super well, and I didn't know where that run was going. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm going to follow him. And I just knew. Like, in, I just gut feeling. I was like, this is not going to be good. And so we get to, like, the it, it's already a vertical, a vertical slope. It was a powder stash. We didn't realize that. Yeah, it that was. was and, and also no. – I, I still can't see. Yeah. So we're so you ride down, 
I I start to go down and I just took a complete tumble, like complete just somersault, like tumble into like four to six inches of powder. But for me, it felt like I had fallen into an avalanche. <laughs> the snow around you started moving. Yes, I start sliding and my goggles pop off. I have snow in my like in you know where my chest is and like have snow in my on my back and like that is the moment that I felt like I, it's almost like it brought me back to a time it was actually I it brought me back to when I was skiing when I was younger and I ran into somebody and had like that same experience of tumbling and I was like oh my gosh this sucks except for I couldn't see you I couldn't see anybody and I thought I was alone and, and I'm, like I'm 10, looking down right but I still I had zero visibility negative five visibility and I look down and I I feel like I start to see this um like what is it called like the Boy. Yeah, like a goalie of powder. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And so I just start scooting my board. I start doing backflips, front flips, side flips, trying to get away from that, trying to just physically move my body away from that goalie because I was like, if I just keep sliding into this, like I'm a goner. Like it, this, is, this is my last day. Thankfully, I start to see people behind us. And I'm like, oh, they like they probably followed us in here. Like They were – because one of them ran it like over my board with their skis and apologized. Yeah. They were new people. They were learning how to ski and they saw us go down that way and went, oh, let's go that way. Right. And this chick who's like slowly going past us and just kind of clips over my board and for some reason can't turn. She's like, this is the deepest snow I've ever been in. I'm sorry. <laughs> like oh god like I'm having a bad time other people are having a bad time I mean people were trying to get off this mountain and that's truly what it seemed like I mean I was trying to get off like for my life it was like, like a I, race to the bottom it was literally a race to the bottom and so anyway I finally get up but my goggles are all fogged up like the moisture had already gotten in I literally kept wiping them putting them back on still can't see so I had my goggles off my hair is crazy and snow is in my face pelting me in the eye and so I'm riding down just freezing my ass off my eyes like barely can see anything because snow is coming in them and I'm just I just can't see anything your hair's frozen and it looks like a bird's nest yeah my hair's frozen like I'm anyway I'm riding down and I just I got to a point where I was I was scared like I was genuinely scared because I was like I can't see I don't know this mountain I don't even know what the emergency number is if I got lost on here like we did no research we did not come prepared we were the dummies we, we, were. we were we were the Jerry's we were the Jerry's on that mountain and I just couldn't handle it we finally get to where the where the village is and the sunshine village this, yeah, without any sunshine without any sunshine and I was like I can't I cannot do any more runs. Like th it was getting way worse. I didn't even want to go inside and have a beer and just wait it out. Like I was like, I'm done for the day. Like this totally ruined everything. Um, <laughs> then we and I'm in the just, gondola. yeah. So we get in the gondola and I am, I am just a mess. Like I, I was defeated from that run. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this when snowboarding, but because of having like that, like it's almost like a, traumatic feeling and and being scared for that long it just it ruins your mindset for the rest of the time like I I did not feel comfortable getting on a lift and going down the mountain like I, I it's almost like I lost confidence in my ability to snowboard after that so I 
we decided to go down the gondola and we took the ride of shame. We took the ride, the ride of shame going down. And I was really upset because I was like, wow, like, did we just come all the way here? It's going to be just zero visibility the entire time. And we don't even get to ride. Like, what the fuck? Like, I was pissed. You were processing those emotions in the gondola ride. And during that time, I'm like, let's not let this ruin the day. Right. Like, it's only 1230. Our day is not over. Yeah. Let's go to town. 1230. So, yeah, we we go to downtown. We, We no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we go, go. We go downtown. We go shopping. First thing we do is like we've got to find storm goggles. Like if right. we're gonna ride, because we're not gonna not ride, let's get some goggles that match the elements. Because we did not prepare that way. Yep. We just brought our sunshine goggles. And what else did you get? You got a couple different things. Some nice warm underlayers. We just did some shopping. Yeah, we did some stuff. shopping. That's when we got to explore a couple of the restaurants in downtown Banff. Definitely we had a couple pick-me-up beers after that. Yeah, pick-me-up cocktails for me. And, yeah, we went hot tubbing at the Fox Hotel. Like, it ended up being a fine day. Like, it was it was fun. It was fine. But I was definitely like, I hope that tomorrow is not like this. But we got the we got our goggles, I got new mitts, I got new underwears. I was like, I am ready for whatever storm is going to come my way tomorrow. And we wake up and it is thankfully a blue bird fucking day. Not a cloud in the sky, sun is shining. uh, It was like, oh, pack your shit. We need to get to the mountain. Like, let's get coffee and get moving. Yeah, we, we woke up pretty early too. Like we were ready to go. And this time, instead of going to Sunshine Village, we wanted to go to Lake Louise because we heard great things about Lake Louise. It's also on our Icon Pass, so we were excited to explore that mountain. Let me just say, Lake Louise, hands down, I would go there every single time I go to Banff. I do not need to go to Sunshine Village ever again. Mm -hmm. Lake Louise, hands down, is my favorite mountain, and it just also felt like a home mountain. Like So for people who are familiar with Tahoe, Sunshine Village felt a lot like North Star. It was very family inclusive, very easier runs. Like the runs that they were calling Black Diamonds did not seem like Black Diamonds. Yeah, I would say that's true. Lake a lot Louise of beginners. Was Squaw. Lake Louise was Alpine. Yeah. It was beautiful. The best views, mm-hmm. like awesome runs, so fun. Oh Every my gosh. Every single run was a blast. Every single run was awesome. And the ski of prey was really fun too. Like yeah, they didn't have backside, that at Sunshine Village. They have like a backside little. What do you call that? It's in a prey village or like little chateau and it's high, a chateau. Yeah, there. yeah. It's got a bar. They had a DJ that was playing some absolute. Bangers. Oh my gosh! I know. I wish I got her DJ. She was freaking awesome. Like everything about that mountain was just so much better. And also, I don't know if it's because the previous day it was just absolute shit. Well, it definitely set the bar low. It set the bar low. Like Lake Louise, hands down, favorite mountain. And we didn't even explore all of it. Like no. there was so much else to explore. Like we went on. I think it. I think we went on the backside. We did front side for a couple turns, hit the backside towards Larch. Yeah. And that's where we, almost on our way out, decided, oh, should we go check out that little chateau that's bumping music? Right. And that's where we went. And then we called it because we're like, we got to call it a half day and go back to Sunshine now that we can see. Exactly. Yeah. We wanted to take advantage of having it being a bluebird day. And so we went back to Sunshine. And let me tell you, it definitely was better the second time around. Obviously, the visibility was so much better. But I have to say, like, it's still it still wasn't my favorite. Like even being there, it was super crowded. Mm-hmm. It felt like a North star day. Yeah, like it was it, dodging people that were learning how to ski. and snowboard. Yes, exactly. So I will say 
for anyone that is wanting to snowboard in Banff, I would 100% recommend Lake Louise, 10 out of 10, my favorite mountain. I, I would, it's I mean. It's the best mountain I've ridden on the Icon Pass. So yeah, far. 100%. So far, we got to go else. Exactly. Elsewhere. But one thing I do want to say about Sunshine Village, I don't want to bash it too hard because their mid-mountain to base run was awesome. Yeah, the village, like, I think it was even called the village run. I don't know. I'm calling it the village run. It was basically like a 25-minute run. It, it was, was so nice. long. Yeah. My calves, oh, my gosh, my calves were shaking by the end of it. It was it was really fun. And I, yeah, I would say that that, that run was my favorite. Well, it had so many different, like, one-off runs that snake back into each other. So you could hit little gullies. You could go through the trees. You could bomb down, a, like, a well-groomed trail. You could dodge children. (laughs) It was right back into goalies. It was so cool just going fast down that way that it made it even better. And then to celebrate all that, we had to cap it off back at the Fairmont (laughs) Rondo (laughs) Bar. We had a couple drinks at the Fairmont. We knew that was going to be our last time um, because this was essentially our last night there. Yep. And, yeah, so we start at the Fairmont. We go home, um, you know, get, you know, pack up our, our stuff thought that we were going to hot tub and it was filled with like 30 teenage boys walking and you could smell the stink of 30 teenage boys and it was literally we were walking in and vocally I'm like nope don't need this turned around walked out yeah we disturbing we didn't get our last night hot tubbing in but that's totally fine because we ended up at the Canadian brew house well we the entire purpose of going to the Canadian brew house was that they were showing UFC 285 yeah and how many fights have you watched through the UFC? Including that night Not or before that? that excluding that one. I think maybe two. Okay, so you got to see hands down the most impressive fights I've ever witnessed in the UFC. Like every single lineup was sick. It yeah. was entertaining. The women were badasses. They were more entertaining than most of the male fights. Oh, for sure. I was, Saturday. I mean, I don't watch fights. I'm not really into that kind of stuff, but being surrounded by the energy even in the brew house too like every table was just packed with people I mean we were surrounded by Canadians Australians people from the UK like just all these different accents flying around not a lot of Americans I noticed too I really yeah I don't think I heard mostly people from the UK and southern hemisphere yeah watching Valentina Shevchenko get her ass kicked like that like it got me riled up and then all the build-up fights to that were just so awesome yeah like it was so entertaining so I'm glad you got to witness that that might honestly set the bar too high for most UFC fights. I think a lot of them in the preliminaries are kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So you got to see some of the coolest shit. I know. Yeah, I, pre- I mean. Now I've you're open to seeing more, I hope. Yeah, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open to it. But overall, I just thought our trip to Banff was really, just really fun. It was good to unplug for a little bit and just not worry about work. It was nice. To, it was really nice to be in a different environment and physically be away from Truckee. And just get quality one-on-one time. Yeah, it was it was just overall really nice. I have to say, you know, coming into Banff, like, the first day, you know, I couldn't really tell what the mountains were like. Like, I was – I've seen TikToks and I've seen um, Instagram reels of coming into Banff, and I was, like, so impressed. I was like, I cannot wait to see this. Mm-hmm. And coming in, because it was cloudy, kind of stormy and blizzardy, like, you couldn't really see it. That bluebird day – literally changed my entire perspective of mountains it's surreal it was it did the the freaking mountains seemed fake well, like oh just fake 
so we live in the Sierras and we're surrounded by foothills. Like there's a gradual buildup to elevation. Canadian Rockies, it's flatland and then 6,000 feet, 7,000 feet. Like these insane arches that make no sense. Yeah. Like it pops up out of flatland. Right. And you just go straight up. Like the base that we drive up is like maybe a 10 minute drive, a couple zigzags. There's no foothills there though. You're right. going up. Yeah, it was, it was honestly, it was really beautiful. I mean, Banff is a national park. And if you're going there, I will say if you want to snowboard, definitely go more springtime. <laughs> like that would, recommend that would be my recommendation is like, I'm super thankful that we got to experience it. And I'm, I'm even more grateful that we had a bluebird day, but um, one of our taxi drivers that we um, talked to, they were saying that April 1st is like, that's like the time to come the first week of April. It's really beautiful. It's really fun spring skiing. And then also summertime is a really special time too. A lot of people that we know that have gone to Banff have really loved uh, seeing Lake Louise, actual Lake Louise. Mm -hmm. And Lake um, Moraine. Both of those yeah. are like crystal blue, like an unnatural level of blue because it's glacial water. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't get to see the glacial glacier. We got to walk on yeah, it. Yeah. We, um, we got to walk on it. but <laughs> And it was still beautiful. Like it, it, it was just really mesmerizing for the most part. And yeah, I'm just super thankful that we went. The drive back was crazy. And we hit black ice and definitely um, we left at a good time. I would say my expert driving got us through that black ice. Yes. We survived and we're here. So expert. I also might've been responsible for us sliding in the first place, but that's okay. Yeah. But overall it was a really, really fun trip. And I'm really happy that I got to experience that with you. I am too. And I think one of the coolest parts about coming from a mountain town and going to another tourist resort mountain town is being able to do like a side-by-side -side comparison. Totally. And I know that being a local here in Truckee, like we have a small, nightlife mm -hmm. it's not great but we have some nightlife i noticed banff doesn't really want any riffraff yeah like their bars seem to not really get too rowdy nope their drinks seem to be well made yep. it's not like here's a shot of vodka with a splash of coke like enjoy. you all you don't even need that like you want to try all of the different cocktails and yeah. drinks that they have like it it wasn't really a rowdy place for me i definitely will say being here in Truckee and going to a different mountain town and experience the different experiencing the different cultures Truckee, i notice is very much like there is a lot of primary living here like as much as there is secondary homes and vacation homes like all that kind of stuff there are a lot of locals mm -hmm. like there weren't that many locals at banff like banff was literally built for tourism Truckee has a ton of tourism and tourism fuels the economy here. Same with Banff. Banff is literally built to be a tourist town. I didn't know that. Right. I thought it was established for logging or something. No, they literally built it for tourism. Yeah. For tourism. Exactly. So there's and nobody that's born there. Right. There's no locals. In well, I'm sure Alaska. people, I mean, I'm sure there has to be some people like born like a bathtub birth who decided, like, hey, I'm <laughs> pregnant. Let's go to Banff and visit. Yeah. I mean, I don't live in there like that. All I know is that we did not meet true locals there. Whereas like here in Truckee, there are true locals that were born and raised here. And there's people that go to school here, people that raise their families here. That's not necessarily what we experienced from Banff. But Truckee is definitely a lot more local pride. Even, you know, we've only lived in Truckee for almost almost three years now. And I will say that we are just getting our footing for being a local. Like, I, I don't even know if I truly feel 
like a local. And I, I think it's because I do have this mindset that's like, okay, well, what's next? Like I, I do mm-hmm. have that feeling inside of me. We feel transient. A, a little bit transient, um, transplant mindset. But <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but I feel like even just skipping that storm and not living through that storm that we missed to go to Banff for, even not being able to say that, I'm like, I don't even know if I feel like a local <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't even live through that storm. You're a poser. <laughs> like, it's just so funny, the local pride that we have here. And people, you know, that weren't even born and raised here, but have been here for, you know, 20, 25 years. Even those people were not even true locals mm-hmm. here. Like the true locals, I feel like were born, raised, have been here for most of their life. Grew up here. Grew up here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, though, because there are so many people who transplanted here who love this area so much. They're diehard Tahoe people that, you know, come from San Diego. They come from all over the world. Actually, yeah, I kind of want to take everything I just said back. (laughs) (laughs) No, because what you're saying makes sense until you meet like a couple of those outliers and you're like, well, I guess you're a local. And then this guy who's lived here all of his life who doesn't really give a shit about Truckee is also a local, but they're not the same. They don't right. love the place the same way. Right. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that's so true, because even some people that have lived here, you know, all their life, they do, you know, they they probably, most for the most part, have moved away. Um, but then the people that have stayed here or the people that, you know, intentionally move here, mm-hmm. the love that they have for this mountain life and, like, you know, the, the snowboard bums, the ski bums that come up here to just snowboard and ski, like those are diehard mountain. Like there are at least four older men in my, my circles that I regularly talk to, whether it's at work, jujitsu, wherever. And they are the true ski bum story of, I came up here when I was in my twenties or thirties, just for like a couple weeks ski trip. And then I wound up staying too long and said, fuck it, I'm going to find a job and start a life here. Right. And they've been here ever since. Which is crazy. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, even our story of getting here is totally not like that. Like, I, we did not intentionally want to move here for the love of the mountains. It was almost like, I do feel like it was kind of God positioning us to be here and, and saying, hey, like, I know you thought you had plans over here. Nope, I'm going to direct you here. So even our story of getting here is is really unique. But yeah, the people that I've met that have had that story and even the the people that have even wanted to move here that have had a hard time finding a job or finding a place to live, like it is just hard to live here. You got to grind. You have to grind in order to make it work. And that's what I find. That's what I think the most consistent thing across locals here are is um, is grind. Everybody understands like you have to get up early if you want to shovel your car to get to work. If you want to get around town, everybody's in it together. Right. It's the people who come up and visit and don't understand how to drive here that kind of screw things up for everybody. Totally. And that's where there's almost like this, I'm starting to feel it creep into me a little bit when I see a lot of these Teslas driving around. It's yeah. like, oh man, you're going to be on the side. You're going way too fast. You're going to be the reason they shut down 80 like slow it down and get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. I, I get that now. Yeah, I, I actually, I will say that too. Like even I've had a couple coworkers ask me like, oh, should I come up this weekend? And I literally sent them, um, I'm not going to like name names or anything, but I sent them a reel of someone in our circle <laughs> that was like, 
um, do you realize like when you come up here, like the grocery stores are not filled and you're kind of like taking that place, like the roads, like even just being on the road and causing accidents and like, you know, we have to get around and we have to survive here. Like you don't like, mm -hmm. so just don't come up here because it's causing more havoc than anything. Um, I literally sent that in the chat. I was like, just, just like, so you know, yeah, just watch this and maybe it will change your mind. And also the resorts are even closed this weekend. So it's not, that's how bad the snow is. That's how bad it is. And well, so that is not the right word. That's how intense the snow is, is that it is dumping so heavily that the resorts have to stop and do mountain ops, like recovery of their lifts. Right. They have to regroom. They have to do avalanche control. All these people that are coming up. I really appreciate because our economy here thrives on tourism. We need them. Well, you thrive on tourism too. They pay I mean, part of my bills, yeah. yeah. And keep coming. The only problem is is when we get major storms like this and 80 closes and trucks can't get gasoline like last season some of the places downtown ran out of gas, like yeah. the gas stations. They didn't they couldn't get gas for I think over a week. And then with these most recent storms there wasn't any milk. We were running out of fresh meat no eggs like the only thing that was still there was frozen goods right because they had shelf life yeah everything that didn't have shelf life was virtually gone which is a scary thought thought to have you know Just it's the like reality of living in a place like this and I that's kind of cool it's kind of cool and there and i think that's where the sense of pride comes from with the locals is that it's hard to live up here we have to grind to live up here we have to physically you have to prepare like, there is yeah. a moment where you're out there shoveling your car and dusting it off while it's dumping snow, and your neighbors are out there next to you. Yeah. Because everybody's like, it's going to keep coming. I don't want to dig my car out in five feet. I'd rather do it at a foot at a time. But you know what? Even when I do see those people, our neighbors, you know, shoveling with us, mm -hmm. everyone has a freaking smile on their face. Oh, yeah. There's one dude who goes out there. He's clearly a little drunk. Like, he'll be smoking a cigarette. You know which one I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. He'll be smoking a cigarette, and he'll offer to help shovel our cars. And I'm just like, that's way too nice, dude. Like, go focus on your truck. Like, yeah. that out No, first. he just, like, actually likes to shovel. Like, yeah. he actually, I mean, he enjoys living here. He loves it. I think it's also time away from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of is just like, please keep me out of the house. I can smoke a cigarette, and nobody's going to bitch at me. Just, yeah. I'll help you shovel. Take as much time as you need. Yeah, but I do notice that of, like, I mean, th people have a smile on their face still, you know, living up here. I mean, that that is where the pride comes from. Like, you choose to live here. And we've cho we've chosen to live here every year mm -hmm. since signing our lease. And so um, there is something that is obviously keeping us here. Like, it's so beautiful. And I love the lifestyle. It's been so healthy for me personally. I don't know if me moving to a city, like, how that would how my, I mean, my life would radically change. You know, I do really enjoy the lifestyle, the people, the mindset up here, but it is a little bit stifling. I mean, I thought Truckee was small. We have a 17,000 population here. I think during the summers it doubles or triples because of people who live here half the time. But during right. the winters, it's transient. But it's 17,000 and Banff had 9,000 people. Yeah. Like 9,000 population. So it felt more established. It definitely felt more. Yeah, it felt. I mean, it's built for tourism. So they're they're used to like that fluctuation of people coming in and out. But I will say that Truckee still feels like small to mm -hmm. me. And I even feel like Banff had more um, restaurants and more bars and like 
even though it didn't have necessarily a nightlife, like Truckee doesn't really even have like a nightlife, so to speak. Like we have two bars that get really grimy at night, but I will say that Banff had really trendy restaurants and like you could go out and have an experience and there was more than just one option for everything was catered towards experience yeah exactly and I feel like that's something in Truckee that's not totally here Mm -hmm. Um, but we do have Reno that is 30 minutes away that has a lot more options but I I will say that's something I wish we had a little bit more of in in Truckee a little bit more culture yeah I definitely think we have a culture it's just one that we don't really recognize all the time until you see people who don't live and thrive in that. Right. And you interact with them. You're like, oh, you're not from around here. Yeah. Like that little, you're not from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> like, I feel that at the restaurant when people sit down. I had this. So last night, I have a table of nine. They're from San Francisco. And they're all getting up to go to the dance floor. And the girl asks me, do you think our purses are going to be safe in the booth? What? And I was like, so where are you guys coming in from? <laughs> And she's oh like, oh, San Francisco. Gosh. I was like, you're used to like your car window getting knocked in if you leave a backpack in your car. Yeah. If anybody were to steal it from the restaurant in broad nightlight, it's not daylight, but if you were to just steal it like that, just about everybody would know who did it. Right. There would be no surprise. It's not like a quick hit and they're out. And so I was telling her, this is a small mountain town. If you see anybody sketchy near your stuff, tell them no. Like, <laughs> What, what kind of life are you living where it's just like, is my purse going to get stolen at this restaurant? I mean, that's the city for you, too. And I wonder, like, what restaurant she's going to in the city. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like Truckee is so safe. I mean, I have never really felt – actually, I will say the only time I felt threatened is during um, that – the death of that girl. Because it wasn't clear whether she had been murdered or there was some kind of, like – drunk accident yeah exactly that was the only time that i felt threatened and like but i will say though there was a girl that went missing she was a high school student and they found her car upside down with her in it in the lake and crosser lake it how long had she been missing for like two weeks yeah it was like a couple weeks i think it was it was a long time like that's where the concern was was that nobody had seen her vehicle right and so everybody was like was she taken was the question and unfortunately she was dead but it definitely was an uneasy feeling around town for a moment. Yeah, and it, I mean, the, what from what the police had said is that it wasn't like she was, you know, someone, it wasn't of someone else's doing. It seemed like she was potentially uh, intoxicated and wound up driving and missing yeah, exactly. the turn when going into the lake. So that, I will say that is the only time that I felt threatened because I was like, who the heck is out there? Like, are they going to be coming up, you know, to our, our apartment and like come through my door I don't know I just I that's the only time that I felt scared and you were gone that week and so just being alone it just was I mean that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so but I I do want to ask you because this was our first international trip just us together yeah we've traveled to Mexico together with a group of friends Mm -hmm. but when it comes to traveling with your significant other what do you think made this so successful? Because we didn't really get on each other's nerves other than for fun. Like, I love annoying you for fun. Yeah. But <laughs> it wasn't, there wasn't like a moment of crankiness where it was like, oh, man, I, I'm not enjoying my time with oh you. Oh, no, I had a blast with you. Like, yeah. I would say this is probably one of the most fun trips we've had together totally. in our entire relationship. But also, we've been together now for almost six and a half years, or yeah. I th- we're at the six and a half mark. Seven years in November. So I will say... 
you know, we have, I mean, you are my best friend. We are so comfortable around each other and I genuinely love spending time with you. And even though we spend a lot of time with each other at home, this was just really fun to explore a new place together Mm -hmm. and, you know, just be ourselves in like I just I didn't even want to hang out with any I didn't really want to make new friends like I there was a ton of people there there was a ton of groups I had no intention of like making friends and like hanging out with people I just wanted to hang out with you so I will say it's also like the mindset that you go in Mm -hmm. to the trip with like I I've just been feeling very stressed at work and like just really over it and so the reason I'm asking that is because usually that kind of stress translates into you know our relationship the conversations that we have sometimes it's like when we have to get up at 2 30 in the morning to fly out of SFO and we travel for like 12 hours it's the adventure it's yeah (laughs) it goes from like oh this is fun I'm so excited to like when is our plane going to land yeah like I just want to be there already yeah and so we start to get cranky right mm-hmm. and you add that extra stress that translates into how you're feeling usually but this time around it felt like that didn't happen at all yeah I I can't really pinpoint it but I just feel like we haven't had a trip where it's just us like the pre the last few trips that we've been on have it's been spent with family or it's been spent with friends um, and then we've taken a couple individual trips. Like, I I think this was our first trip in a really long time where we could just spend time with each other and not really have, like, interruptions. Like, it was just, it was just you and I. And again, like, we have also built this foundation over even the last two and a half years of living with each other where we have come to a place in our relationship where we're just so comfortable. We trust each other. Like, there's not a worry at all that I have in our relationship where it's like when we go on trips together, it's just flat out fun. Like that's all that it is for me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think where I'm coming from and what felt different because I noticed this trip around, I did a lot of planning and I am not a planner. I'm not one to go above and beyond when it comes to like an itinerary. And when we land here, we're going to do this and this and this for our first 48 hours of that trip I had it pretty well mapped out and even though there were some deviations it was a nice structure totally it felt a lot like okay we're going to have a reservation here at hello sunshine at eight let's have drinks here let's go check out these places I already did some research there's not very good coffee but we can check out these three these three spots and like having those little things to do Mm -hmm. made it feel less chaotic and also easier to go with the flow Totally. And then when we did deviate, it was easy to go with the flow because, like, we're already on this trip. We've already spent a lot of money. Right. I'm going to have a blast regardless. Totally. Doesn't matter what gets in the way. We're going to have fun. And also, Banff is kind of, I mean, it's small. And so there's not, it's like we went there to snowboard. Like, that was our big excursion. It's Mm -hmm. not like we had a bunch of excursions where we're like, oh, we missed out on that and that. No, like, we really just went there to snowboard and check out the two mountains that were on the Icon Pass. Like, that was the whole intention. So I think there wasn't this pressure of, like, needing to go do more than that. And also, like, all there was was downtown like that outside of those two resorts the only other thing we had to do was downtown so just going to all the different restaurants and bars and shopping like even just doing that like being a tourist was yeah. super fun if, and if it were summer we'd probably want to squeeze hiking in and be able to really we would just want to do more yeah. and i think like that pressure of like ha- needing to do more 
I think maybe my attitude might have started coming out and like my mindset might have been a little bit different, but it just felt like I could relax. Like there wasn't this pressure that we had to go do something else besides the sunshine, like Mm -hmm. doing a half day at Lake Louise. What like I kind of wish that we stayed the whole time there, but the only pressure was like making sure that we could get to sunshine for at least like a couple hours and and try that resort out too. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm really glad even though that it wasn't like the best experience of a mountain that we split that half day because coming back, being able to see, being able to experience it a little bit gave me a better perspective on sunshine village. And it was not nearly as negative as when we left day one. So that all came together beautifully. Um, I do want to give a plug. Anybody who's traveling with their significant other do some intentional planning like really pick a couple spots of where you want to get food where you want to get drinks maybe some nightlife spots like I knew of a place to play pool that was pretty fun yeah I will say like your I did no research like I'm gonna just be honest like I did no research for this besides like our plane tickets maybe <laughs> like I, I did research on chase to trap like to get all the travel stuff put together but in terms of like looking up restaurants and all that stuff I think that's why for me I felt very go with the flow and like you kind of had this not itinerary planned out but just like hey like we should go here like this has really great reviews and the first night like that just kind of set us in the right direction because we went to all these amazing places we went to the Fairmont we went to Hello Sunshine Sushi we had a cocktail at the pub like it was it was just a really nice way to start mm-hmm. and then the second day it was just kind of exploring what downtown had we went to that fondue place like it was just exploring after that. Speaking of fondue, I had not had fondue in so long that I forgot how you smell when you leave fondue. Yes. There is a smell. You smell of cheese. <laughs> and it is gross. <laughs> like our clothes reeked of cheese. I could not wear that. I was so hungover the next day. And I tried to put on my hoodie that we were wearing at the yeah. restaurant. And I gagged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally put it in the corner of the room. was like, that is not going to touch any of my clean clothes because it smells like melted Gruyere. Yeah. It's disgusting. I know. Yeah, that I would say that was the only down part. But the actual, like, I haven't had fondue in years either. And that was really good. It was like, cool. it was just all of the experiences that we had were really fun. And I think if we were going to a bigger place, like a city or just... I don't know. I I really think it depends on where you're going, what you're doing, how long you're staying. But our trip, really, like, the intention of it was going to the two mountains, just spending time with each other. And for me, that's what made it really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a blast. I definitely want to do it again. Uh, Next trip for us is probably going to be Austin, we think. Like, together trip, I would say. Yeah. So let's get that on the books. I think we should do recaps of each place that we go to. Kind of like this. This is a little fun. Mm-hmm. It's talking about what we like, what we don't like. Yeah. One of my favorite things in Canada was to talk shit about Canada. There was something so entertaining about like, oh, these Canadians. And just <laughs> being ignorant, being that American. They're like, I was really playing into that a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun of like, look at these people. They just discovered fire. Like, you're telling me you're going to make me cook my own food at fondue? I will say you had a great Snapchat story, and if anybody follows Mike on Snapchat or if you don't follow Mike on Snapchat, go follow and befriend him because when he travels, he creates these stories that are so freaking hilarious. Like, you mapled your last leaf. Like, the lines that come out of you are so funny. So so the premise of that entire little storyline in Canada 
was I was pretending we were invading Canada and like we were the first settlers and I was referring to the crown. I don't know what crown, maybe we were British. It doesn't matter, but we were going there and we were conquering Canada in the name of the crown. Yes. And when we touched down, I was like, oh, they're adopting our customs quickly. They've even got a Chili's. Consider the Canadian <laughs> knee bent. And then we get to the baggage claim and they lost <laughs> our fucking <laughs> snowboard bags. And so that's when I just started talking shit and tearing Canada <laughs> to shreds. Where it's just like, these Canucks have mapled <laughs> their last leaf. Look at this ancient technology they're using to transport goods. And I'm talking about like the conveyor belt <laughs> that all the bags come out. Um, one of the things was I found water. I was so dehydrated from our flights because there was it was so short and there was enough turbulence that they had the... I want to call them cocktail waitresses. <laughs> Our flight attendants? The flight attendants could not give us water. And so I was I was parched, all right? I was dehydrated, and I could not find water. So when we get to the airport and I find water, I'm like, oh, they have water in this godless hellhole. Thank goodness. So I'm lapping that up. And then once they lose our bags, it was like, this is treason. Like, I'm authorizing <laughs> war against Canada. <laughs> and when we got to our hotel... And they returned our bags. I was like, okay, this is a peace offering. They know that we would smash them with our <laughs> military might. <laughs> like, screw Canada, even though it's beautiful. I want to take them over and take all of their nice resources. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, I mean, you had me dying at your stories. They were so freaking funny. But, yeah, overall, it was a great trip. I love traveling with you. I also was really happy to come back to Truckee, too, even though it's freaking, again, it's nuking outside right now. Like, I'm looking out the window, and it just keeps piling on with snow. But Truckee is beautiful. I love where we live. And I think we can wrap it up. Let's do it. Practice safe sex, and let's wrap this up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time, gang.